Welcome back, welcome back. What's poppin', everybody? It's your boy, Darius Capers. We are back with another episode of the Dynasties Podcast. Like I mentioned, I'm one of your hosts. I got with me two other hosts. I'm going to pass it to them. We're going to get right into this episode. We ain't going to hold you guys too long. I'm going to pass it to Henry. Henry, go and introduce yourself to the people, man. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? It is your boy, your partner, your friend, the neighborhood hope dealer himself, Hen Dog, Henry Capers. I'm a big freaking deal, and I'm glad to be with you tonight. So glad to be hanging out with y'all this evening. You can tap in with me all the time at Long Live My Rain, all caps on Instagram or at the Capers Cares Foundation. We got some really dope things coming up. Check us out. And last but definitely not least, Reese, go and introduce yourself to the people for me, man. What's going on, people? What's going on, people? It's Reese Bradley here. Reese Xavier 30 on Instagram. You know what to do. We know what it is. Hey, I got to give a shout out to my commanders. It's 2 0. First 2 0 start since like 2015. So I'm hyped. If you can't tell, I'm already. I'm there. Yeah, let's, let's go. It's, let's take just, it. it's just two wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Oh. Well. My Whatever to the commanders, man. Shout out to the commanders. We want to give this special shout out to them because they are, in fact, hooping. Sam Howell is showing that he's actually a competent NFL quarterback. Yeah, he's the next uh, Patrick. <clears throat> next Patrick Star. <laughs> uh, hey, don't sleep on him, man. I ain't saying all that, but just don't sleep on him. All right. Nah, he's good, bro. I, I like Sam Howell. Sam Howell's a really good player, bro. I don't really like the face that you gave there, Henry, either. All right? I'm just hyping my dog up. I like you been hitting them hard drugs. <laughs> well, listen, Patrick Mahomes didn't look like Patrick Mahomes last week. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, well. Y'all can say what y'all want. Patrick Mahomes always looks like Patrick Mahomes. Oh, boy, let him down last week. Uh, Tooney. Tooney let him down. <laughs> We're, t- we're talking about week two, though. We're talking about week two. Bro, 17. Balling. He's balling. He balling. But then again, he had his boy back. He had his, mm, he had his, new, his go-to guy back. So, you know, whatever. He, he looks spectacular, but that's all I'm saying. But nevertheless, they lucky that my boy hurt. That's all I'm going to say. But mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and get into these week two games. man. We want to go in and kind of give you all a recap of the games that took place. This past Sunday, and we kind of want to give y'all our thoughts. We're going to go through our winners and losers. We're going to go through our players of the week, and we're going to talk about who disappointed us this week. So just going through the the scores, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cleveland Browns 26-22 Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football, the Saints also beat the Panthers 20-17. Sunday night game, the Dolphins beat the Patriots 24 to 17. 
like Reese mentioned, his commanders got a victory. They beat the Broncos 35-33. Cowboys beat my Jets 30-10. The 49ers beat the Rams 30-23. The Giants beat the Cardinals 31-28. Shout out to them coming back from being down 20 to nothing at a point in time in that game. They got that dub. Packers lost to the Falcons 25 to 24. Falcons are another 2-0 team. Got to give them their props as well. The Chiefs beat the Jags 17-9. Seahawks beat the Lions 37-31. Colts beat the Texans 31-20. The Titans beat the Chargers 27-24. Ravens won as well 27-24 against the Bengals. The Bucks beat the Bears 27-17. Buccaneers are also 2-0. Shout out to Baker Mayfield. The Bills beat the Raiders 38-10, and the Eagles beat the Vikings 34-28. So, coming to you, Reese, your team's 2-0. You have the best record out of the, the teams that are on the call today. Who is your winner and loser from week two of the NFL season? All right, so my winner is obviously going to be Commanders. Uh, starting out 2-0, like I said, since first time since 2015. We look good. We look decent. Uh, our our defense is truly who we th- who we thought they were on paper, um, and on the field. Man, our offense stepped up in a big way from going. We went down. We came from an eighteen point deficit, man. And to be honest with you, if this if that had happened last year, it would have been a loss. It would have been an L out the gate. Um, and the way we play, I think we gotta, I think we gotta give it up to. Uh, our offense for coming back the way they did, bro. So my my week one, my week two win is going definitely hundred percent be my commander. And my week two loss, it's tough to say. Cleveland Browns, they lost a, an integral piece to their offense. Uh, an in, in, in integral, integral, piece? integral, integral. Whatever you got it. <laughs> hey, I tried to go big word there, but hey, no, for real. They Ooh. they lost they lost they lost a huge piece. I said it right. Fuck y'all. Hmm, excuse me. Um, they lost a big piece to their offense and Nick Chubb. But no, nah, prayers out to that man. That was a gruesome injury, man. That was. Mm-hmm. I I saw it. I didn't see it in the game, but I saw a clip of it, and I couldn't watch it a second time. That was bad. Mm-hmm. So I hope he recovers well. I hope he bounces back. But uh, definitely my my week two loss. Those are two good pictures, and I want to let you know, brother, that you're an integral part of this team, bro. So shout out to you. Integral. Um, I said integral. 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 Yeah. I said integral intentionally, bro. Coming to you, Henry. Who is your winners? <laughs> and losers? What in the heck is happening? Oh man, you're you're, you're intrigued to the dynasty, Reese. It is tomato, tomato, motherfucker. Henry, winners and losers for week two. Tomato, tomato is how you is essentially how you took it. Tomato, it's tomato, 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 tomato. Okay, so what was the question? Because I missed it. I, I was flying. Winners with and losers. National and down here. Winners and losers from week two. Winners and losers from week two. Uh, winners, of course, my Chiefs, because we finally got our first win of the season. Uh, but I definitely have to shout out, if there is a winner to rival, I have to shout out 
<laughs> hot dog the Giants. The Giants shocked it. They, uh, and I'm going to say it the way y'all probably would say it, shocked it the world. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants shocked it the world, y'all. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones did his thing. The, I was listening to Good Morning Football. They had a clip on YouTube that Daniel Jones' second quarter of football was the greatest second quarter of football to basically have ever existed. There's no player who has done what he's done in the second quarter. I'll find out the, the true details, but the way he helped lead the Giants to a win in the second quarter, I mean, you think about it, the Giants scored all 31 points in the second quarter. They scored all 31 points in the second quarter, y'all. That's tough. That's tough. Like that's, that's tough. tough. <laughs> like that. That's like tough. let's be let's be real. That's tough. Like Daniel Jones went uh 26 to 37 for 321 and two touchdowns on one interception. He rushed for 59 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he almost had more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. That's a dangerous game. Saquon only gave you 63, and he did it on 17 carries. Daniel Jones did 59 on nine carries. So you ask me, are we still paying running backs? I don't know. Uh, so that's my that's my winners of the week. Uh, as far as our loser of the week is concerned, this was a uh, – you know, I, I'm starting to think that there is a – consistent theme on this show the host is a Jets fan we the other host of the show have teams that are successful and so our loser of the week is always going to be the Jets and it's a sad sad (laughs) reality but unfortunately it's the case this week the Jets suck y'all we need to go ahead and shut this whole thing down the Jets are a bad organization I think, you know, Sauce is going to be here. We keep him. Garrett Wilson, he'll be here. But everybody else, let's go ahead and start moving them out. Quentin Williams, send him on over to Kansas City. We can get him. <laughs> like, let's go ahead and get him. Like, let's go ahead and, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and let's figure, this, let's figure this thing out. Y'all are holding talent. Y'all suck as an organization. My thought process is this. Not holding talent. Yeah, y'all suck. Let's, why y'all why hold the talent? At this point, let him go. Do y'all know who y'all leading Russia was, Darius? This past week, I do. Who's who was who was our leading Russia? I watched the game, Henry. I don't want to say who our leading Russia was. I hey Reese, do you know who the leading Russia for the Jets game was? I'm gonna guess Zach Wilson because the way you're talking about Zachary right. Muhammad Christopher <laughs> Columbus Wilson. <laughs> you're stupid. He only had 36 yards. Brees only 36 rushing yards. Do y'all know y'all leading receiver? Who's y'all leading receiver to rise? Yardage wise, it was Garrett Wilson, but it came on one play. You know how many catches he had? Two. Two catches. He had more catches than Aaron Rodgers has Achilles right now. Oh, wow. That's crazy. He didn't do that. He definitely did that. Ah, it's tough. And you know how many catches CD Lamb had? Oh, you like, eating. it was like 12, 13. He was, he was frying sauce. I don't even like I don't even like CD Lamb, but that that was getting off. If Aaron had 11 Achilles, y'all might have won this game. Okay. 
you know, I'm gonna let the Jets live real quick. Zachary Christopher Columbus Wilson, uh, do you know how many interceptions he had? I watched the whole game, bro. I do. All right, you know, I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm digging in, and that's not right. Y'all, I don't I'm, know. Yeah, you really are for no reason. I mean, we yeah, all okay, you're right. I'm but digging in. This is the thing, Chris, was, Reese, Reese, this is the thing, bro. I've been on record saying, okay, Aaron Rodgers is done for the season. This could be a blessing in disguise for the Jets. What okay. the Jets need to do, the Jets – Zach Wilson is going to be the worst starting quarterback in the rest of these games for the rest of the season. So we have a chance of losing the rest of every one of these games. If we go 1-16, we are drafting Caleb Williams, Aaron Rodgers can retire, and I'm okay. I'm fine. Give me Caleb Williams. That's cool. Let us be bad. Next season we'll just be good. Because we'll have a top top three pick and take a quarterback. That's fine. Well, all I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this. And I I definitely dug in on the Jets. Pause. Jeez, Louise. We tripping tonight, ain't we? We starting early. We starting early. Uh, I definitely definitely (laughs) made negative comments about the Jets. But the truth is, you got to choose your word wisely on here. Golly. But the truth is, man, like, I'm just sad to see where the Jets have turned because I think the Jets didn't prepare. Like, why? what made the Jets think that this wasn't a possibility? Like, they brought Aaron in with the idea that, like, oh, there's a chance he's not going to get hurt. No, you have a contingency plan. And you know that the backup used to be the starter, and he sucks as the starter. So how about we bring in a backup, too? It would have been Aaron Rodgers, uh, Joe Flacco, somebody. We would have done something to make this a more opportunistic chance for us to be good. But that's neither here nor there. So the Jets, unfortunately, they they inherit that. But I'm also a little worried about the Chargers, y'all. A little worried about the Chargers. I don't know if anybody else is worried about the Chargers. I don't know if y'all are seeing what I'm seeing, but the Chargers are owing too. The Chargers showed me who they were last year, to be honest with you. I'm not. 100% surprised. 0-2 is eh, 0-2. They, they can still be a 500 team at the end of the, end of the, end of the year, but um, the Chargers pretty much showed me who they were going to be last year. Um, I don't think much of the guy that they drafted. So, so they didn't make any offseason splashes. So they're essentially the same team that they were last year. And, yeah. So, uh, to me, not, it's not a surprise, but they, they should definitely be playing a little bit better. They're actually healthy right now. That's why they should be playing better. And yeah, that's that's true. I'm a little surprised they're playing this bad as well. With the much talent they have on that team, with the payroll they have in that building, they should be a little better than they are now. Uh, I just, I don't think it's the players though. I honestly think it's the coaches. If you look at that play calling though, it's not. I mean, how many times do they get the ball to Keenan now? Keenan Allen is a healthy Keenan Allen, bro. We just talked about this. Keenan Allen is like he's a he's a game changer, right? So, mm, are we still calling Keenan a game changer? I mean, I mean, he's a really good player, bro. Like I said, in the past no, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from that. Y'all yeah, don't I mean, I'm just saying, like if if he if he was who he was three years ago before he started an injury trend, right? Then yes, he's a game changer. Who he is now, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's not anymore. Sure. I mean, for Keenan to have eight catches for 111, I mean, that's that's amazing, right? Keenan hasn't had numbers like that in right. multiple seasons. 
Uh, so I'm not taking anything away from him, but I just I just think now we're watching uh, we're watching quarterbacks that people have bought a lot of stock into, preferably uh, our guy Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. We're watching two quarterbacks take significant steps backwards and it negatively affect their organization to the point that I think organizations need to start having realistic conversations about what are they, where the direction of the organization is going, right? Like Justin Herbert has won what game? Well, well, I want to come to Justin Herbert's defense, bro. I agree with you with the Josh Allen point because that is true. And he is became a turnover machine. But I saw something during that Charger game this past Sunday that in Justin Herbert's last four games, he is 0-4, but Justin Herbert's thrown eight touchdowns, no interceptions, and averages about 300 yards a game passing over those four games. So although he hasn't won over the last, let's say, four to five games of his playing career, the last four games, which was the game to kind of locking their playoff seating last year. So they kind of lost and, and tripped into the playoffs, then lost into the playoffs, and then they're starting off on with two. He's producing. He's playing well. Like you said, Reese, maybe Staley's a bad coach because I was going to ask this question. Is it Justin Herbert? But now that I think about it, I don't think it's Herb. I don't think it, it can't be. I, I think I think two things can be right. I think Staley is part of the problem, but I also think it's Herbert. Herbert doesn't strike. Herbert, you know who Herbert reminds me of, like, attitude-wise? Like, and this might be a hard connector, but once I once I give a little bit more details, I think y'all understand. He reminds me a lot of Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was a... I've heard many, I've heard many accounts of Jay Cutler was a quarterback that came to the, he came to work. He didn't talk to the players. He didn't build relationships. It was certain guys he liked and it was certain guys he didn't like. And he made that explicitly clear. Now, I don't think Justin Herbert is an attitude concern or the attitude portion of Jay Cutler. But one thing that is unilateral for both of these guys is that neither one of them are leaders. Mm. You don't think Justin Herbert is a true leader? If Justin Herbert was a leader, Darius, a stat like that wouldn't exist. A stat like that doesn't happen with a quarterback who has gone this perfect and his team is still losing consistently. Because that lets me know he's not the vocal voice in the locker room saying this situation needs to change. That conversation should have been had after, in your words, we stumbled into a playoff position, stumbled again in a game that could have put us in the playoffs, stumbled again in week one of a new season when we got a fully loaded roster, new signed players, new drafted players, healthy returners, and a quarterback who has some type of protection. And then we doubled down and lost again to the Tennessee Titans? Our... Listen to what we're saying, guys. There has to be a lack of leadership somewhere. And if we're already saying Staley is the problem, if we're already, so where does the leadership come from? Who's the next coach on that roster? The quarterback. There is no quarterback in this league that I think would tolerate this type of situation. 
at least the quarterbacks that are losing right now, the Zach Wilsons of the world, the Bryce Youngs of the world, these quarterbacks that are struggling, we've seen at least be a little bit vocal. I don't hear reporters or news anchors come on and say, oh, Justin Herbert went in the locker room and he was pissed off and he was throwing things and guys were worried. And No, no I don't hear that. I don't see him slam his iPad on the sideline. I'm not condoning that type of behavior. So Tom Brady is not right or wrong for that, but at least we can see the intensity. We can at least see the gravitas and the magnitude of playing in the National Football League. For me, I do not get that feeling from Justin Herbert. I get that Justin Herbert, while he may have relationships on the team, that speak to, hey, man, if I take one, two, you take that step outside, that's going to be there, go get it. While those conversations might be there, I do not believe Justin Herbert has the vocal sound in that locker room to say, if we lose another game, I'm walking in and I'm punching you in your face. Yeah, I don't the think head I was gonna say, yeah, I don't think don't that. gets that vibe from the Cali kid that went to Oregon that looks like a skater, looks like a oh, like, bro, what? He, he might not it, be that kind of leader, doesn't y'all can't, y'all can't, y'all can't, he's not a good leader. I'm out. Time out, time out. Y'all can say what y'all want. Y'all can say what y'all want, but Darius behind you is a guy who gave off that same vibe. Behind you is a guy who gave off that same vibe to the extent that he would get on there and say, the receiver's got to catch the ball, y'all. What more do y'all want from me? What more do wait, y'all want wait, from wait, me? Wait, wait, and wait, we're, wait. Not, we're not condoning that, but we're at least saying that there is some sense of vocal presence that at least causes some controversy. Reese, you've been in a locker room too. Sometimes you just got to poke a guy real quick to see if he can really play. Sometimes you got to work a guy up just to see if he's going to really be about it. And this locker room doesn't have that right now. I don't think that's – I don't. I mean, you just compared, like – you really just compared Aaron Rodgers to fucking Justin Herbert. He's nowhere near that. And he doesn't have that capacity in the locker room as Aaron Rodgers would to do something like that, like call his receivers out for not catching the ball. Like Justin Herbert is not a stand. Justin Herbert came in the starter on his team. Why doesn't he have that capacity? He's been the guy. And and look, listen listen to what you're saying, Reese. You're telling me. And Reese, before this man, Joe Burrow, just resigned, and by the way, we're going to get to Joe Burrow, everybody. Justin Herbert was the highest played payer in NFL history. His contract passed just Jalen Hurts. So he's looked at as, if not the The best. The the number one of the top guys in the NFL. So he so I mean he's Aaron. I mean he's supposed to be an Aaron Rodgers type. He's guy. supposed he's to that, that. That is exactly what you're supposed to say, Darius. He is supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. The same type of Cali kid. Cali kid played at an unconventional Cali or West Coast school because just as quickly as Aaron could have chose USC, he went to Cal Berkeley. Like. Mm-mm-mm. Like, just as quickly as Just, Justin Herbert could have chose USC with the Oregon. Like, look at the, look at the emulate, look how they emulate one another. They chose these, not the normal path school, because just Justin Herbert was a, a five-star coming into college, and to choose an Oregon, it just was unconventional. Like you said, unconventional to say the least. I definitely agree with you on that. It wasn't a quarterback powerhouse school or nothing like that, but. I mean, I could see some polar, some some similarities. I could see some 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 things that do 
mirror each other, but at the my, end, of my the day, biggest comparison is the lack of vocal leadership, and that is very reminiscent of what it looks like when Jay Cutler played football. You know who the voice was in that locker room for a significant period of time when Jay Cutler played football? It was Brandon Marshall. And the moment your wide receiver has control of that room, the moment that a guy who isn't the quarterback has control of that room, that team is not going to be successful. How many times do we think the Bears were going to be something and they weren't? How many more times we got to wait for the 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 charges to be something before we find out that they aren't? Hmm. I'm just I'm just asking. It, it it makes sense. The writing's on the wall. Blow that team up too. I'll take Keenan Allen. Tell him to come to Kansas City, man. <laughs> come on, I love Mike Williams. Wait, man, what? And side note, hey, Mike Evans, man, God dang. Get that nah, man. man. He, he, I don't know. Sure, I'm going to get sure to a good thing. Yeah, the, the Buccaneers are going to fold eventually. They, they 2 and 0, right? But yeah, I don't see him. Baker Mayfield going to come back down to what he used to be. Side mm-hmm. note, I'm going to get my winners and losers, but side note, Brandon Marshall, it's crazy to think about that he played with Jay Cutler in Chicago and in Denver, bro. That's yeah. crazy. I just thought about that. He played with That's him in locations. He was the quarterback. That's crazy. Jay Cutler went to the organization and asked him to come, asked him to go Brandon, get him. Brandon Marshall. Brandon really? Marshall liked Jay Cutler. Bro, they were friends. Like, like but, but he vocally like, said they were from that. He was like, yo, like. He stuck up for his quarterback on plenty of occasions. But, I mean, you got to think about it. Brandon Marshall's getting 15 catches a game. Brandon Marshall's <laughs> name is – Bro, bro, man. Brandon Marshall's <laughs> name is a game. Bro, bro. I'll be sticking up for him, too. I'd be happy as I don't know what. Hey, hey y'all, better about Jay? y'all better not say nothing about Jay. Hey, we would have had nicknames. Yeah, I'd have been – Cutting Momo, we'd have been frying them, boy. We'd have, we'd have had crazy, boy. We'd have been frying them, bro. Bro, bro, you think about how crazy you think about how crazy this Brandon Marshall's name is on the list that it just got a uh, got sent up for the Hall of Famers, bro. Yeah, he's definitely. He's definitely Hall I don't know about first. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not questioning. No, nobody's questioning whether he's a Hall of Famer. What I am saying is to y'all's point. Had he not played for Jay Cutler? Hey, look, all I'm gonna say is that the, the, he does have. He's one of the only receivers, if I'm not, if not the only receiver to have four thousand yard seasons with four different teams. Two of those teams without Jay Cutler, so he could have put up some numbers without Jay. I think he could have yeah. put up numbers without Jay. He definitely was that guy without Jay Cutler. Still, but I, I mean, don't Jay think Cutler, like you, like you pointed, like you pointed out, Jay Cutler loved. I love him as a receiver. Like right. so, any chance he got to throw him the ball, even in triple coverage, he was throwing it. So, Cooper Cup. <laughs> Piggybacking off of y'all, though, man. My, I'm gonna start off with my loser because Henry, you mentioned something that I kind of want to piggyback off of. You said that there's a lot of quarterbacks that people put a lot of stock into this year to take to to be the one to slay the beast in Kansas City. One of the main guys. Joe Burrow is my loser for this week, man. I know he's injured. I know they're saying he re-aggravated that calf injury. But at the end of the day, bro, if you on that field, all I see is that Burrow number nine on the back. I'm expecting you to look like Burrow number nine. You have not looked like Burrow number nine any one of these first two games. The offense is not there. Jamar Chase is looking like less than of a receiver. I mean, he had two catches 
like yesterday. Getting chased. That's what yeah, he like he, he, had, he had two catches. Uh, he, he had two catches week one, five catches week two, like seven catches for Jamar Chase is unheard of through the first two weeks of the season. Like right, that's the first that, quarter. First quarter, exactly. That offense, something's wrong with that offense. I don't know if it's the old line. I don't know if it's the running game. I don't know if it's maybe with them not trying to pay T. Higgins because T. Higgins played terrible week one, was non-existent in week two. He just dominated. So they're looking like they need to pay him. But as far as loser, got to go Cincinnati, got to go Joe Burrow. With Cincinnati starting off 0-2, they've also lost two division games to the to the Browns and to the Ravens. So they're already starting off at least third, maybe fourth in that division because I believe fourth in that division, yes, because Pittsburgh beat Cleveland. So they're starting off fourth in that division now. It is going to be incredibly hard to make up games in the AFC. It's too many good quarterbacks, too many good teams. I can see a world where they are on the outside looking into the playoffs. My winner my winner, 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 chicken dinner. Ah, I'm going to go with a guy that Henry's been telling me about for over a year now. Man, that boy been right a long time. I've been right a long time. Say his name. Say his name. What his name is? Desmond Ritter in the Riddle Atlanta Falcons. Riddle me this. Oh, bro. You know Man. what Desmond Ritter is benefiting from, though? A great Parker, defense go in a, a a good defense in a great running game. He's exactly. from having one of the best dual backs in the league, one of the better defenses in the league. Your man ain't got to do too much. Like literally, don't have to do too much at all. But he all. does just enough. Like he made a scramble last Sunday that was a he made a huge run. But it was like like. Third and eight, third and seven, third and eight. And he scrambled for like 15 yards. And it was like the game was nip and tuck, bro. With Green Bay, it was back and forth. And that scramble was big, helping him get in scoring position, bro. Desmond Ritter is actually showing like he can be a competent NFL quarterback. I think <laughs> Arthur Smith needs to simplify the game plan a little more for him, though. 32 pass attempts, I think, is too many pass attempts. Like you said, Reese, he has a great running game. 20 to 25 pass attempts to be his cap. He should be Dak Prescott in this thing. But I mean, not really. I think they they're passing enough. Like they're I think they're passing enough. Only be I only say that because you yes, you have a great running back in Bajan Robinson. And yes, I mean his backup's pretty good too, but you don't want to tailor them, you don't want to kick them. You know, run the mule the, for the first half of the season too hard, and then in the second half of the season, they already have each running back got two hundred fifty carries, and now you now they sluggish or hurt or beat up, and and they trying to make a playoff run. You know what I mean? So slow roll it. They got a good thing going. You know, make adjustments where adjustments are needed, but don't yeah, throw the ball. Get him comfortable throwing the ball because he's gonna need to throw the ball to win a playoff game. But here's the truth, though. I think y'all are both. I think y'all are both right, right? I think they're again. We say this all the time on this show that two things can be right. I think that the offense is a little bit complex for Ritter right now, just because Ritter is still only 24. He didn't come from a big offensive powerhouse program. They were good. They won ball games, but I think that there's definitely room that he can get a little bit more acclimated to the league. But you're right, Reese. I don't think that you need to run. 
Bijan into the dirt, Algier into the dirt. And here's why, because you have a really unique weapon on your roster that can do a series of things for you that we've seen has worked for this organization specifically. And that is being able to use Cordero Patterson as that gadget tool in a way that if they want to run the football, if they want to pass the football outside of the, or behind the line of scrimmage in the backfield, if they want to throw the ball a little bit further downfield without making these long, extensive 25, 30, 35 yard throws downfield, you could do so with a Cordero Patterson and feel comfortable about doing that. And so I just think that the offense may need to play into the hands of, while we don't have the greatest receivers on this roster, I wouldn't say that though. They got weapons. They have got weapons offensively, bro. Receiver wise, they they haven't even used Kyle Pitts like Gordon's that. Yet. Good, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. They got guys. I know, I know, but you with with you being up two games, at least one game to everybody else in your division, right? There's nobody in their division remotely close to them at this current moment. It's Except either them and the Saints, bro. Them and the it's them and the Saints division. It's them and the Saints. Like no, 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 Tampa. But but wait, Tampa. Uh, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. That's right. They do have Tampa, but we have already come to the recollection that Tampa is probably going to come back to reality, right? And what's what's actually crazy is the NFC South's got three two and O teams and the Panthers. Sheesh. I just I don't know, man. I don't know. I think if the Falcons want to stay in first place, the Falcons are going to have to figure out a unique way where their backfield is a co-contributor to everything that they do. Like, I would be – I would have three backs on the field. It I was going to ask, would you have formations where all three are oh. on the field? Because with Bijan's oh. skill set, Cordero and Bijan have similar skill sets in different packages because Cordero's 6'2 with his skill set. Bijan's more six foot two twenty five. Cordero's more the 6'1", 6'2", lanky type running back, receiver, gadget guy. They're both gadget guys. And then Algiers, a power back. They have, like we said, Kyle Pitts. They have not tapped into Kyle Pitts enough, man. Him or Drake London this season. If they can tap into that passing game with the running game, bro, like you said, Henry, have formations with all three of them on the on the field at the same time with them two receivers with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. That as an offensive skill set, like base offense, is scary, bro. They have one of the better offensive, like on paper, in the league. It's just the quarterback position. If a Ritter can be more efficient, and this is why I said thirty two is too much, Reese, because nineteen of thirty two, that's fifty eight percent, fifty seven percent. I don't That's think it's to too much not to reap any benefits. That's what I'm saying. If if I cut them down to 25 and he's completing 16 of 25, I feel like that's a little better because that's at least nine possessions that he missed out on versus the the half of possessions 17, 15 he missed out on throwing 32 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, uh, but I like Ritter though. Yeah, you have been high on Ritter this whole time, Henry and. I'm finally catching up because, like Reese said, that he don't got to do a lot. He just show up to work, hand the ball off, <laughs> he can do the job. They kick field goals, he going home happy. Can you be mad at him? Oh, no, nah, that's a great job. That's, that's a, a really good job. That's a good life, brother. And it's staying in Atlanta, Georgia. That's that's a it's warm weather to play football. I know it's good. It's easy win. It's easy win. 
And that division. Uh, piggybacking right off of winners and losers, man, that kind of goes perfectly in the players of the week, offensively and defensively. Coming to you this, this time first, Henry, who's your defensive and offensive players of this week? Defensive player of the week. Defensive player of the week for me is either TJ Watt or Micah Parsons. I was like truly impressed with how both of those guys got to the quarterback this week. They make they make being an edge rusher look really cool. Like, <laughs> like they seriously, they make they make being an edge rusher look like, yo, that's the job to have, bro. Because yeah. them dudes, man, oh my gosh. I don't know if y'all saw, but that boy Waddington, Waddington is crazy. He uh he come out there with evil intentions. <laughs> like uh, and then Michael Parsons, man. Michael Parsons is just a game changer. He's probably, I t- I'm trying to think, like, when was the last time we saw a defensive player this good this early in the league? Probably Jadavian Clowney. And Jadavian came in, came in the game cooking. Yeah, but I don't think he was cooking like this. I was thinking T.J. Watt. I mean, I think J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt definitely was cooking like that. When J.J. first got in, J.J. was, I mean, man, he was big ZD. I mean, now you, I thought, for a long time, I thought J.J. was black until I seen them white elbows. I was like, whoa. It's <laughs> a, a white dude whooping them like that. Like, like whoa. They put him in tight end. They dude. put him at top. Bro, bro, my man was out wide shaking his hand like, <laughs> Lord, but JJ oh, should not have been doing them yeah, the way he was. Doing. I seen them white elbows go up there, catch that joint. He talking about touchdown. He gonna look. He gonna look at the face like this. <laughs> like he can't even swing on you. He ain't gonna fight back. <laughs> um. So yeah, those are my defensive players. Those are the guys I got my eye on for like defensive players of the week. I also have my eye on them for defensive player of the year. So I think if both of those guys stay healthy, they could be really good candidates. Um. Offensive player of the week. Man, you know, I low-key want to give it to this kid. Peyote, what's his name? Not Peyote. Puka. Puka Nakoa. Puka Nakoa. Puka Nakoa. Hey, Hey, that's my guy. That's my guy. We on the same page. Puka Nakoa. 15 catches, 147 yards versus arguably the best defense in the league. Bro. Puka Nakoa. Is a dude, yeah, kid, bro, bro, and I don't know if he knew he was gonna be this good, dog. But he was doing this at BYU when Jaron Hall was throwing him the ball. That's the crazy thing, bro. He he was cooking mm-hmm. at college. But see, That's this true. is my question. I want to ask y'all this: What happens when Cooper Cup comes back? You have this kid, and and, and let's just talk. Let's just talk about it. You have this kid, fifth round pick, like I just mentioned so eloquently, fifth round pick. Cheap deal, giving you all pro level production. If I'm being keeping it a bean, right? Like this all pro level, all pro level. He's an all right now today. The list probably leading. Is he leading the league in receptions? I would assume so. Third, what 29, 30, 31 receptions in the first two games, right? What do do? Twenty five catches for two sixty six, zero touchdowns now. But the thing is, I'm just talking about receptions. 25 catches. You, in the first you, two you games. have to have both of them on the field at the same time. That's what I'm. I, that's my thing. What do I, you do? What I'm, do you I'm, do I'm, as? Oh, the, what? As what do you do as a GM? You have this <laughs> fifth round pick. 
What do you do? I'm an OC. What do you? I, I've got both of them in the slot on either side of the field. We cooking. But y'all know that's gonna happen, y'all. Calm down. Y'all know that ain't gonna happen. But this is what's gonna happen. Puka is either gonna. <laughs> He got a heck of a name, Puka. God, no, that's a black Oh, that joke crazy, bro. Dog name is Puka, bro. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at him and looking at his pictures. I'm like, what is Puka? Is Puka like? Is he Hawaiian? Like, what is? Like, what is he? You know, he's from Utah, bro. Yeah, he was by seeing that in Utah. So that Puka kind of threw me for a loop. Like, what that what Puka uh, mean? You know? It's just, but, he, did, wait. he didn't test well, bro. He yeah, did test well at the combine. But, but, but a lot of receivers don't test well, man. The, the really, real, the the good, special, low-key out of the woods ones don't test well, bro. I'm trying to tell you. I mean, so the ones that test well, obviously, not even obviously, though, because we've seen ones that test well that don't cut out, don't make it from the cut. John Ross had the greatest combine of all time. I'm saying, where is he now? Uh, <laughs> he's on Kansas. Nah, he's on How he he's the top four three, bro? Oh, he's on our practice squad. Okay, he's on our practice squad. Yeah. Oh, for real? That's yeah. good. Stuff for him. So, hey, well, so what I tell you is this: my oh, yeah. my opinion, my opinion. Reset, put them both in the slot. Reset, keep them both. Which. I mean, it makes sense, but it's like I don't see that happening, bro. It's like, not gonna happen, but oh, it should. Hey, I tell you what's <laughs> gonna happen. They gonna mess around. They gonna trade Puka because right now his value is no higher than it probably will be for the rest of the ever. year. Yeah. For the rest of the year, I won't say ever. I don't want to take out because ever is too ever is too definitive, and I don't want to take that away from this young man. I think that if he continues to play this way, he's got a he's got a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing him the football, so that makes a difference. Yes. That makes a difference, and Stafford is a Hall of Famer. Yes, but if you ask me, do we keep Puka and try to merge him into this offense that fits a Cooper Cup, that fits um, their tight end, that fits other offensive weapons? I say you have to trade Puka. And there's no way you're not thinking about trading Puka when Cup comes back, especially when you have the thought of trading Cam Akers as well. If you're trying to move away from Cam Akers, you're thinking about moving away from Puka. Let's be real. I'm going to be honest with you guys, bro. I think y'all are missing it, bro. I think y'all are missing it. You at least, you're not doing yourself enough service as an organization because first off do we think the rams are competing let's be honest are the rams competing for a super bowl this season no no, no, I, think no I don't think so either. The playoffs. They're, they're competing for the playoffs you have to look yourself in the mirror and say self we don't have enough we don't have enough draft capital we don't have enough pieces to win with with a receiver making so much who's been hurt the last two years, do you not at least consider the thought of seeing what you can get back for a Cooper Cup and letting Puka Nakua be your guy? Because he's clearly showing you that he has wide receiver role potential. Is there not a world where you consider that? I can't um, hamstrings don't heal the older you get. That's just all I'm thinking, bro. And yeah, Cup had hamstrings the last two seasons. The same hamstring has been nagging, nagging, nagging. I can't get rid of Cooper Cup. I'm sorry. If I think I think getting rid of Cooper Cup makes you the laughing stock of your division. 
You don't get even, you even don't in the division with the Cardinals in it. Oh man, that's saying something. If you don't get rid of Puka Nakua either, like that doesn't make any bro, sense. Stop it. Uh, if Puka Nakua stopped making a catch this week, we won't even remember him early later in the season. Like you're not gonna forget Cooper Cup's name. Like I don't see it. I don't see that happening. <laughs> I don't. The way he's catching at the rate is just. Man, bro. If Puka if Puka keep this up, how many catches he would have at the end of the season if he played every game and caught at least eleven catches each game? So, he on? so so he's on he's twelve and a half. So roughly twelve a game. So a game. Um, it's fifteen games left, fifteen times twelve, one fifty plus thirty. That's one hundred and eighty catches plus the twenty-five he has now. Would be two hundred and five catches. <laughs> two hundred and five catches. Boy, that boy, that boy Puka is the greatest of all time. Bro, what? If Puka ever, but if Puka touches But that doesn't even sound right, bro. Like I thought, Justin Jefferson had what one hundred and what twenty last season, one hundred and thirty. I thought that was insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I you know I, I wish the best for Puka, man. I, you know, oh, he's Polynesian. He's Polynesian. Ah, okay. Oh, Polynesian. It was Polynesian Player of the Year? Okay. <laughs> oh, it's a good people on this list, though. Hold on. See, Justin Jefferson had 130, and that was led the league. So 205. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Man, no way. Juju Smith Schuster. Hmm, interesting. I think anybody can anything these days. No, side note, I seen the the marketing they put out for Hispanic Heritage Month. When all of a sudden Cody Rhodes is Puerto Rican. I, I missed that. When, where was I at for that? I don't want to sound like I'm racist. I, I, I think it might be his mom, maybe, because I know Dusty really? Rhodes for sure isn't. Oh yeah, go ahead ahead and cut that dry right now. (laughs) Dusty, big Dusty is not (laughs) like man. The the last topic I had really to discuss. Oh wait, 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 wait. Let me give mine. I want to give my players of the week because y'all agreed on Puka Reese. Did you have a guy for defensive? Because I want to give my props to the Chiefs (laughs) defense. Nah, I didn't really. I didn't really have a defense guy. I was going to go with my commander, uh, Chase Young, making an impact on the game. That's it. I forgot. Oh, yeah, still- bro, he, he, I mean, he's healthy now. He's healthy. He's looking good, bro. He's healthy. Good. Sack and a half in the first game back. Mm-hmm. I give it to him. See, a sack and a half? Well, that's, he ain't had that in, what, three seasons? Because <laughs> he's, yeah, he's been hurt, bro. I that ACL injury. I and it's just crazy to think about how that injury impacts people differently because you see people yeah. come back in eight months, but Chase Young tore his, and he was like two years, it seems yeah. like he's been done. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I wanted to give my shout-out for defensive to the Chiefs defense holding the Jags to nine points after they just really came out last week and pretty much dominated, I mean, def- offensively. They were running up the score last week, and to come against the Chiefs and only score nine, that is impressive because the Chiefs have never really been looked at as a dominating defense. See, they put up 31 last week against the Colts, but if you guys are showing now that you can win games by 
stifling defense in the running game, then Patrick Mahomes can just give you 17 points and y'all will win the game. But if y'all can keep that up, I think that'll make y'all difficult to beat during during playoff time, bro. Y'all will be a tough team to beat. Um, In terms of offensive player of the week for me, of course, Puka Nakua will be an easy one, but I don't want to do Puka Nakua. Let me, let me, let me keep looking. Let me keep looking. You know what? I got my guy right here. I'm actually going to stick with Reese's Commanders because Reese, salute y'all. Brian Robinson did have 18 rushing attempts, 87 yards, two tutties. That was big. Sam Howell threw for two touchdown passes, almost 300 yards. It's a big game for y'all, but I want to give my tip my hat to Dak Prescott. 31 of 38. That's an efficient game throwing the football, no turnovers, 250 pass yards, two tuds. It's only sacked once, man. If Dak can give the Cowboys that, they will be a championship contender. Why would you choose Dak the week he plays your team? That doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, hey. No, I don't like. It. Listen, bro. I've I, I I told y'all our path to success. It's it involves Caleb Williams. Season's <laughs> done, bro. Let's let Zach Wilson develop, and we can just get whatever we can for him this offseason, if anything. That's wild. Do Aaron, Rodgers, do Aaron Rodgers come back for the playoffs, bro? Playoffs. If he comes back for the, back for the playoffs, bro. Playoffs. I think he runs risk of never playing football again. And and that's not even me being like rude or trying to be like com- com- like mm. com- like say something controversial. Bro, a 5 month recovery from a Achilles injury is insane. Mm. Like that is crazy. I feel like at the quarterback position like planting and throwing is a major thing, right? I feel like it's similar to basketball. Kevin Durant took 16 months to come back from his Achilles surgery. That's 16 true. months. Like, almost two full seasons. Two full years. Like, I don't see him coming back in six months with this new experimental surgery and this and that. If he does, bro, I'll be shocked. And I don't even see us making the playoffs anyways. So, I don't oh, think yeah. it's any good. What if he's just saying that just to keep his team motivated? Right. I think that's what it is. Jim Boyd's going to start losing motivation eventually, bro. That defense is on the field so much against the Cowboys. It just – They need to go ahead and trade for another quarterback right now because he's not coming back. I mean, he, I, hope it, I hope he does what he sets out to accomplish. Let me not say that. I hope he does what he sets out to accomplish. But I don't think he, there's a realistic chance of him coming back. So they need to go ahead and trade. If they if they actually have aspirations to be in the playoffs, winning the Super Bowl, they need a quarterback, bro. They need. Okay. So you give me your quarterback, Reese. Give me the quarterback we need to go find. That's better. That would be a better situation than Zach Wilson via trade, via free agency. Shit, anybody, to be honest with you. But um, um, the names aren't brilliant, bro. It's Carson. The names aren't brilliant, and I heard one name that is interesting. Who's I, I mean, if I'm the Jets, I'd do it, I guess. Jacoby Brissett. He's not. I mean, he's not. He's not top ten, fifteen quarterback. No, but he he's going to give you experience. 
you know, he's going to he's going to play better than Zach Wilson and that's what you should be aiming for. Right. And but I mean, is anything all the names out there though? Like he's probably the best name. Yeah, anything better than Zach Wilson keeps you in a in a fighter's right. of making the playoffs. That team, that team low key is good enough, bro. They have a good defense. If they're not on the field 80% of the damn game. They were on you know the field like, minutes this past. It's not like he don't got weapons. It's not like he ain't got he got weapons. You know what I'm saying? So and it's it's tough to run the ball when you don't have a passing game, so stack the box. Like you know, you throw in Jacoby Brissett, he he completes 60% of passes. He's not throwing for 400 yards, but he's throwing for like 250. He's completing some good passes. He's making the defense stretch, and now we can run Davin, Davin Cook. You know who they should have traded for? Ooh. You said what? So you know who they should have traded for? One of them boys out of the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. or uh, Josh Johnson. I think oh. he's not good. Right. I'm going to be real with you guys, bro. At this point, there is no viable option that we could bring in that is significantly better than Zach Wilson to give us a chance to win this season, bro. I, I just I don't see it. Jacoby Brissett's probably the best to name. Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, like all of these guys. Not Carson Wentz. He all cut open blood and go get uh Kyler Murray. No, for that I just tank and draft Caleb Williams. Mm. Mm. Is there any NFL quarterback? Like realistically, that you think could potentially be your guy if they decided to make a big move right now. Well, I'll be honest with you guys. I remember a certain person on this podcast was saying back in the summer before we got Aaron that we needed to get Lamar instead of Aaron because Lamar is like 12 years younger, 14 years younger. I've been saying this. I knew injury was a possibility with our O-line situation with him being 39, about to be 40. I said, give Lamar the same money we're going to give A-Rod. I was, I was saying that, but. Injury possibility of any quarterback with O-line, just, I mean, let him walk into the back. You know what I mean? But uh, realistically, Henry, to answer your question, realistic quarterback gets now. Oh, man. Man, 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 man. I don't really know if there's a realistic option out there because a lot of teams are going to want to keep two guys because they just saw what happened to Aaron. Like, I don't see the team agreeing to trade their best backup. I mean, now we're looking at third strings. The guy I thought maybe was a Trey Lance, but he's already Dallas's. Dallas is the team that we would want to call. Maybe they'd be willing to get rid of Cooper Rush. But that's the most legit best name I can think of off the top of my head that we could legitly go get that's not Carson Wentz, that's not Nick Foles, that's not Joe Flacco again, or Cam Newton. Like, this isn't 2013. I don't want any of those 2013 names. If you ask me, Cooper Rush, the best. The best option, right? Exactly. And they'd be willing to move him. Just might be quarterback number 30. He's quarterback number 32 for sure. I think he's better than Zach Wilson. I, I would rather have a Cooper Rush who's not going to turn the ball over, who can do the running game, play action pass, check downs with all those weapons. Yeah, definitely. It's just like the Cowboys were last year. Garrett Wilson's essentially a C.D. Lamb type young receiver trying to break through, be top 15. Good defense. 
good tight end. Like, yeah, that works. Where's, where's James Winston right now? New Orleans, but I think he might be their number one backup. They drafted a guy, but that's another good one, Reese. I didn't even think about Jameis. Really you know who I think would win with y'all roster, low-key? Low-key, you know who I think would win with y'all roster? I think Tyler Heineke would win with y'all roster. Yeah. Ooh. I, 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 think, I, think, I think Heineke could come in because you see what Heineke was doing with the Washington offense, and then you see what Howell is now doing with the Washington offense. Yeah, I think if you give a, a guy who like a guy like Heineke who is a competitor, he's a little bit mobile in the pocket. One of the things about Heineke is he don't get hurt. I mean, I've seen dog take some shots. Like I would <laughs> love, I would love to see Tyler Heineke take over like the Jets offense for like a week. Just like just let's try it. Like what we, we got to lose. Like, that was a name they threw out, bro. But he's Atlanta's number one backup. That's the only thing. He's their backup. And so it's like they also threw out uh what's my man from the Colts? Uh they used to play for Jacksonville. Had the oh, uh, they threw out Minshew, but Anthony Richardson got hurt the last two weeks. So I know they're not trading him anymore. So it's yeah. like at this point, the best bet we have is. And Cooper Rush was just off the top of my head. I hadn't thought about him prior. Like, that was just here live. The best bet now is to either let Zach Wilson play, get Cooper Rush, or sign one of those guys, the 2014 names, 2015 names we were talking about. I don't want Carson Wentz, bro. I I don't think Carson Wentz is good. Cam Newton's over the hill. Like, we had been there, done that with Joe Flacco, and I don't want to – and Nick Foles, I don't want to see. Like, I don't, I don't know, bro. I don't know. We need to call Chicago call them for that rookie, that rookie kid. They was, hey, what y'all want uh, for him? Hey, you, you call and say the wrong name. Chicago might let you get Justin Fields. They be like, huh? Which one? Who? <laughs> say the wrong name. <laughs> you say the wrong name. They might be like, oh yeah, cool. You can get him for a third. You like, said a first. Yeah. You said a first. And- you said a third round. Oh yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> For a third round pick, we better hop on that tomorrow. I don't care how bad he looked right now. <laughs> we gonna give him that offense. He gonna do something. <laughs> Another name I thought about was Davis Mills, but again, Houston's primary backup. If anything were to happen to CJ Stroud, he most likely would go. So, you know, someone I like. For the Jets, I don't know if they gave a fair shake to. Maybe they did, but Mike White, he fought out for y'all for real. Didn't so, 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 I mean, he, you know, he's so flat. He was zero four. Had more picks than touchdown passes. So. Right. Yeah. What's any different from the from your boy Zach Levine? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my fault. Uh, Call my man Zach Levine. Zach Martin. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Zach Wilson. My bad. Last topic I got for y'all, boys, man. It was kind of one of the things Henry mentioned earlier. Uh, again, man, this this conversation of to pay or not to pay at the running back position, man. Uh, I hate to talk about this, but we saw a significant player in the running back market in the running back hierarchy go down with a severe injury, man, this week. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb has went down, which is – Season ending most likely, 
They're talking about possibly career-threatening, dislocated knee again, the same knee he dislocated in 2015. I believe he tore all four of his ligaments. He tore his ACL in, in college, too. Yeah, and he tore his ACL. See, so his, his ligaments again are gone, man. His knee dislocated again. They're saying this could be career-threatening this time, and it just – it's just first off sad, man. I want to say that first off because seeing anybody get injured is just a bad thing. I know you guys have always heard me say I hate, hate, hate injuries. I wish we could just flick them on and off for the NFL season, get us a full, healthy season, see who's the best team for real. But this comes back to the thought of what do I do with the running back position? Because now the Cleveland Browns are looking to – Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford is the guy that came in and spelled Nick Chubb after injury. And man, Jerome Ford was doing his thing. He uh yes, he, yes. he did his thing, man. If I'm not mistaken, he's a rookie. He's a second okay. year, excuse me, second year player. This is his first real live NFL action. And it says he played at Alabama, actually. Played Alabama and played at Cincinnati. It was a fifth-round pick of the Cleveland Browns last season. So this just kind of goes back to show, like, kind of what Henry and I have been saying about just the running back position in terms of value because it can all be over in an instant, man, and it just it's unfortunate, but it just goes back to what is good value for the running back position. So – I'll just kind of pass it on around to you guys. Henry, I'll come to you first, man. And then I'll come to our Hall of Fame fullback running back himself, Reese. Henry, what's your thoughts on the the Nick Chubb? Yeah, injury? Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, yes, sir. Yes, what's sir. your what's your thoughts on the Nick Chubb injury? Where does this leave Cleveland? And what are your thoughts about just the running back position as a whole, man? As a whole. Um, the injury is devastating. I can't take anything away from that. The injury, it sucks just to be uh, brother in arms of the game of football. Uh, it just it sucks to see, man. Nick Chubb is is a a heck of a football player. Um, where it leaves Cleveland, the same place it had it, it would have left Cleveland if they would have had him nah, out of the playoffs. Like I don't see Cleveland making the playoffs. I didn't see him making the playoffs with him. So if this Ford kid comes in and goes for fourteen hundred. 12 touchdowns in the season, what in hot dog, but I can go ahead and tell you they weren't making the playoffs. The Ravens offense is loaded, even though they had a significant attack, uh, a significant um, hit to their running back. You know, the Steelers defense is just studs. Like, they're a good defense. You can't do anything or say anything about them. And so, um, and then you have the Bengals, which is like, sitting at the bottom tier with them in that league, I can't see them hopping both of those teams to be playoff bound. So um, as a team, I think you, you're you going to continue to suck until you get uh, a new quarterback. So, Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I definitely agree. They need to replace that bone. Reese, coming to you, man. Uh What's your thoughts, man? Just what's your thoughts on the injury? What does this leave Cleveland? And uh, just your feelings about the running back position, man. I know you feel – I know that's your that's your, that's your position. So just give you the floor. <clears throat> I, I, I mean, I don't have much to say. But, I mean, all I have to say is um, I hope Nick Chubb comes back. I hope he makes a full recovery. 
I hope he's able to play for as long as he wants to play. Um, I hope this is not a career ending thing that would be truly devastating just to him alone. Um, and I, you know, I just pray it out to him. Um, like you said, I, I don't see that team going very far with or without him. Um, but it does suck to see an elite caliber talent like that. Um, and then the way, and then the way he gets tackled, like that just, that kills me. Like, I don't know. Some things are necessary. Some things aren't. Maybe he was making a really good football play, but looking at it, I, anyways, um, yeah, my, my, my whole thing, my whole thing on the stake is I just hope he recovers well. And his leg just popped like that. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's just just crazy because, like, I'm a fan of Nick Chubb. I'm a fan of a lot of the running backs. I'm a a workout guy. I follow their pages. And the the way Nick Chubb works out is just, like. He power cleans, like, he power cleans 450 pounds. Bro, him and Saquon are two of the most physically gifted lifters I've ever seen in my life, bro. Like, they they just put up weight like it's nothing, and it's just something, like, something simple as that. Like you say, Reese, man, at the end of the day, we just, I just hope he gets better, man. He's able to come back because Nick Chubb, man, I'm a fan of him. I've been a fan of him since he was in college running the football, and, man, it just – it's just so unfortunate. I don't know if it was a good football play either, bro, but something just is like, come on, dog. He's at a vulnerable position. It's just unfortunate, man. Hopefully, he'll be able to come back and make a full recovery and everything, like you guys said. Man. So, speaking of vulnerable hit, uh, I, from what I understand, there's a there's a hit out on a certain player on Colorado State's football team. Uh, paid a lot of money to get that deal done. They paid, <laughs> man. DC sniper style. They they saw my man free, running happy galore. Sniper. Take him out. Take him out. Well, this is good conversation banter before we before we we wrap up. What do y'all think about Colorado Oregon coming up this Saturday? Let's talk about it. Colorado Oregon. What 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 is what is everybody's thoughts? Reese, I'm coming to you first because can't hear with NFL topics. What's your thoughts, man? What's your thoughts? I think Oregon is going to put up so many points on that defense because they're just not ready to play a power five team. The defense-wise. Offensively? Can they keep up? That's the only question here. I think that's the biggest question for me. Can the offense keep up? And I think it's tough because they don't have Travis Hunter. arguably, Arguably their best receiver on that team. But the way Shador be playing, man, throwing dots across the field, bro. Different defense now. We're talking about different caliber defense that they're about to play. But I still think he can get it done, man. Still think he can get it done. So, I mean, my final outcome of the game, unfortunately, I think Oregon is going to come away with the dub. But do I think it's going to be a blowout? No. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people expect. Because uh, they're they're a 21, 21 point underdog right now. Uh, Colorado is. Yeah, they're a 21-point underdog, bro. So, I don't think it's even going to be that far. I don't oh, think it's going to be that far. Holy, 
It might get spooky. Yeah, they might stay I, over, I ain't gonna count with you because them Oregon boys, them boys know how to score, bro. Yeah. They know how to score, but they know how to score. But Colorado yeah. know how to score too. But Colorado mm-hmm. State did put the hurt on on that offense for a little bit there. I don't know, it's getting a little touch and go. But I, I think Oregon's, like I said, I think Oregon's gonna come out with the dub, but I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people expect or people think. Just with yeah. them being a twenty-one point underdog. Man, I'm gonna be real with you. Colorado State has one of the worst defenses in college football. <laughs> so the fact that Colorado State's defense really made stuff uncomfortable for the Colorado offense scares me. Because although Oregon isn't an elite defense, they are ranked 30 this year out of Power Five, and well, out of excuse me, all FBS, they're ranked 30th. And last year, they also had a a top half of the nation defense so they were solid defensively my thing is i need their defense to show up reese i know that travis hunter's not playing but i need that defense to come yeah. up with at least two turnovers because bo nix can do it bo nix is liable to turn that joker over so let's see let's I, say, I don't like but i mean i'm gonna say i don't like it. i don't have faith in bo nix to like win them a game right so if the defense can keep it close yeah, of course, Oregon's going to put up points. How many points they're going to put up, who knows? But if the defense can keep it close, I think that offense, I don't know, offense is streaky. Yeah. But they did put up, what, how much, Henry, on Portland State? What was it, 81? What, what's, what's, what's your thoughts? Colorado, Oregon, man. Mm-hmm. I got four words for y'all. Cutting <laughs> it off early. He's stupid. He uh, talking about gonna be a blowout. That game gonna be done for halftime, my boy. Hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. Bro. Bro. And then I ain't they, gonna they got USC, bro. That's gonna be the tough two. But I wanna stay, I wanna stay in the hype, bro. I wanna stay in the hype. Right? So we all know what's gonna happen if they lose this game or they are going to get crushed by USC. But I don't want that to happen. All because I'm I'm in the hype, man. I'm in the hype. Prime is turning that team around, regardless of what happens in the next two games. That's what I'm saying. I don't even regardless. know why people are hanging their hat on this. Right, thing. right. If they because, go out here and they get, want, because they want they want them to win the national title this year, it's not gonna happen. If they go out right. there and get dog walk, if they go out there and lose this game by sixty and the next game by sixty five, they still Colorado State. Colorado still gonna have a great season. Great season, bro. Great season. And then, then they go recruit and bring some dogs in, and they compete yeah. for them. Next. But, go like, but I think I think people want them to make history. I want people. I think they want people. I want people to take prime serious, right? And him to have a a, a, a winless. I mean, a losers lossless season would take would absolutely take them seriously, serious man. So I don't know. I'm I'm all for prime and him getting his dub. But I, I mean, it'd be a tough. These next two weeks is tough. If they can get these two wins though. Bro, if they get these two wins, I might be convinced that they'll win the national championship. And Shadour might be the best player in college football. I'll be if, if Shadour can pull this off, bro, Henry, keep it real, bro. If Shadour can pull these next two weeks off, how can you not tell me that he's not the number one Shadour, overall? Let me tell you. But it's not but it's not even like Shadour had a bad game last year. I know. Right, exactly. I know. I know. I, I agree. But that's what I'm saying. If he gets this one home, there's no arguing like, bro. 
we gotta like he might be one A one B to Caleb Williams. Like he might be looking eye to eye. If he throws, if he could combine like six hundred, maybe five hundred yards in the next two games, he like definitely in the top. He's, he's for sure. Um, maybe six or seven touchdowns. I say five, five, six hundred yards, six, seven touchdowns in the next two games. If he does anything like that, he's for surely a hundred percent going to be in the Heisman talks. I ain't gonna lie, six touchdowns not enough to beat both of them two teams, though. Six, At all, not, six touchdowns ain't enough to beat that's one 40, of them teams. That's forty-two points. Yeah, I was about to say Caleb Williams would do that by his lonesome. I don't know. Yeah, it's not he he run six touchdowns in. It's not. That's but I'm talking about him in the Heisman talks. Touchdowns six next. So, so if we're talking, so if <laughs> he don't need, he gonna need fifteen whole time. So Shadur, so Shadur throws six hundred yards and six touchdowns in the next two games, and doesn't turn the ball over. He's still in the Heisman talk, whether they win or lose that game. No, I think I think, so. I think he has to win. I think he has to stay undefeated because because you we talking about Shador as if Bo Nix and Caleb Williams aren't thinking the same thing. We talking about it, oh it I got and exactly. I got a dog these because they Shador Shador Shador. I'm gonna give you something to a door. I'm gonna light <laughs> the tail up. Like I don't believe in Bo Nix either. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't believe in Bo Nix, but Caleb Williams scares me. Caleb Williams, that's a different monster. The defense just doesn't have enough what they what it takes to beat him. So mm-hmm. no, bro. So Henry, both over before halftime is what you're thinking? <laughs> I think I think Saturday's game is over before halftime. It's the USC game that I think will be very close. Really? I think the USC because we we saw last year USC crapped the bed. They they struggled both times. That is very Utah different though. And in uh, Colorado got Utah at the end of the season. That's going to be another one that people are sleeping on that they might struggle. That pack. They got to. They got to. But for them to have a. For them to be a a one win team last year to come into this schedule, bro, be three and zero already. Yeah, they're doing. They're they're like you guys said. I feel like oh. some people do want him to go worse the first. Nothing else in that cup. That's not realistic. That's not true. He didn't tip that cup up five times. He, he has been trying to get the rest of that slushy. Hey, I know the slushy be hit. Bro. It ain't nothing but ice in there. He didn't suck all the juice out, Pauls. Yeah. Oh. On that note, Dynasty <laughs> fam, we're going to take this back to the positive side and we're going to let Henry give y'all some positive words. He just dropped a bomb. We need to. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I got to get my mind right. Um, <laughs> Yo, that was wild. <laughs> um, well, y'all, it's always a pleasure to come to you and give you some words of encouragement. Today's word of encouragement is... uh. Learn to ask for help. Learn to reach out to people because God will order your steps. Your path is already written and prepared. Uh, Sharon, just a small little testimony. Um, I will always thought I was old enough to never need a babysitter, but I was fortunate enough to have a conversation today with uh, the one person my parents would trust to watch me and my siblings when we were younger. And um, just to reflect, just to laugh, just to have a conversation with her and uh, see where life had taken her. And uh, to see how her willingness to pour into me and the work that I'm doing, um, to, to be able to feel that was very apparent. And so I'm truly grateful. Be willing to ask for help because there are people in your corner. Um, 
somebody else who deserves flowers time and time again, and I don't give them flowers enough is Reese, man. I give Reese a hard time. People know I dog Reese because, I mean, come on, the jokes just make themselves, right? The jokes make themselves. But Reese has been a huge, huge component to what the Capers Cares Foundation has done this week, or excuse me, this year. And um, so, Reese, I definitely give you my give you the flowers that you deserve, my friend. Uh, let you know I appreciate you. Thank you for being at my uh, beckoning call when we need to make something happen. So today's lesson is ask for help, build that friendship, build that relationship with the people around you because the the resources are there. Your steps are ordered, and when those two things align, you make something special. I love that, bro. I love that, uh, Reese. I'm a I'm a Pass the mic to you now, my brother. Any any words uh, for the people? Yeah, man. My my number one word, my number one phrase, I like to always tell people is uh, take care of your mental. All right, so that's it's always going to be the number one thing. If you can't help yourself, don't expect to be able to help others. Right. So when I say that, I just mean take care of yourself first. Put yourself first, put yourself in a good position to be able to uh, uplift others. Because if you can't take care of yourself, it's going to be extremely hard to take care of anybody else. Um, that's the first thing. And then, like, uh, so as we all know, I'm, we've mentioned it here before, I'm coaching. Uh, for the first time, I'm coaching high school kids. And um, I, I do a lot of reflecting when I'm talking to them because it's not just about football. It's, I mean, it's – it's a lifelong journey that they're stepping into because high school is, is that essentially is that first step into manhood. I'm, I'm speaking on just because I'm um, teaching, coaching a lot of young men. Uh, so with that being said, um, man, plan for your future. Right. And I'm talking to all the young youth right now, like plan for your future. Cause if you don't plan for something, you obviously are planning to fail. And, uh, that's it. I like that, bro. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, those are good words. Ask for help. Plan for your future. Uh, man, if I had anything to leave with the people today, I would just say just cherish and appreciate the people you have in your corner, man. Life is too short. Uh, one of my good friends called me today. Lost another coworker today, man. It's the second coworker he's lost in the span of like two months. Died in a car accident, man. It's just, it's crazy to think how, how short life is and how loosely people take life, you know, like people do things to just, you just, I don't think you should be doing. Like if we were supposed to bungee jump, God would have gave us wings. If we were supposed to be deep sea diving and go look at the Titanic, God would have gave us gills. I just feel like we do things that sometimes put us in predicaments that we don't need to be in, man. And I just feel, I just feel like you need to sometimes just relax. You need to <laughs> just stay still, relax. That's the best way, man. Stop staying still will keep you safe. So that's what I got, man. Uh, Man, I want to say thank you guys. Thank you guys. I know it's Tuesday during the week, man. We work tomorrow. Everybody works. I want to thank you guys for taking time out to come talk some football with me. And, uh, for me, all of us here at the Dynasty Podcast, myself, Darius Capers, big brother Henry Capers, my other brother Reese, I want to say thank you guys. I want to say thank you guys for listening. And until next time, we out.
Peace. Yep.